I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Conservative. What I don't like about Washington is they're very nice to your face, and then they take a shiv or a machete and they stab it in your back. I'm a Wall Street guy, and I'm more of a front stabbing person, and, and I'd rather tell people directly how I feel about them. Nobody talk about politics. Like, don't say anything. You know, a marriage that's been through it all. She has filed for divorce over his naked political ambition. These are the views of a couple in love, a couple with children, a couple with differing opinions and perspectives a couple that survived he's kind of like an impetuous guy in in many ways that's great in some ways it's tough when you're married what leads them back to each other communication conversation and a realistic outlook on the world we live in your hosts anthony and deirdre scaramucci this is mooch and the missus so tired why what why are you tired? We just are tired, people. Is you having like 3 a.m. sex? Mm-hmm. Like assaulting your husband at 3 a.m.? Is that why? Well, that's last right, night's problem. Life's fantasies. What? That, was, that wasn't a fantasy. It was real. Were you trying to say now that there was collusion? <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's got a new one. You're trying to say that it was... You're Blown. trying to back, it was totally back collusion. It there was no obstruction. There was lots of collusion. That's why I was very... Sexual unmanic. escapades. I'm in a great mood right now. Look at, no look at Neil. No I'm talking about my sex life on a podcast. Neil's going red. I Alone. talk about Neil's lack of sex life. He goes red. I mean, it's like unbelievable. I'm chewing on the mic. All right, so what? so let's go to... Are you going to sit or no? Uh, I am going to sit. Yeah, my back hurts a little bit, but I will sit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how are you, by the way? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm ready for round two of whatever happened last night at 3 a.m. No, okay. I'm ready Can we for talk that. about sex right, at some right, point? All right. So, go ahead. <laughs> so, I mean, well, we're going, away, to, we're going away tomorrow, so Neil. without kids. How about I'm going to fire Neil and hit him with a bus? Do you have that one on? I would you? fucking fire Neil like a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> the best no, is no. me laughing like a psycho no, at the no, end no, of No, because you thought it was funny because mm-hmm. of him being lynched up like he Get was in Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> we were on a fire. We were on a roll that day from Italy. So, so do you... Yeah, we, so tomorrow, I mean, um, not that anyone cares, but it's our five-year anniversary. I'm uh, trying to figure out if we, should we deduct one year, though? It wasn't a whole year. Here oh. you go again with the whole divorce shenanigans, okay? It was a couple of months of fighting and fiasco. Mm. Okay. Okay, just just the fact that you were tabloided on the New York Post added like, a, it was like dog years. It's like the three-month fiasco was like a two-year episodic event. Oh, okay. That's it? You're just staring blankly at this space like <laughs> a step for out. I'm zoning out. Okay. All right. What anyway, do you want to, so what we're, so, anyway, so we're celebrating five years, then not four years. You're married to me for five years. I mean, you have to celebrate five years. It's wood. Okay. It's wood this year. I'm going to give you... You're going to give me some wood? I'm going to give you some... I'm going to give you some fucking wood. <laughs> Crazy horny. Is that good? No? <laughs> You like that? Oh my God! Okay, no let's, collusion. let's yeah, move no, on. No, no, stop this with the collusion and no collusion. We're doing collusion right now. Right People now, I'm been. like, my wife is like loving my ass again. So let's just Sexual focus on escapades. the Let's just focus on the collusion. All right. So so okay. we're having our anniversary. Happy anniversary to you. Thank you. You, too. you look great. Um, you know, <laughs> marriage life. So patronizing. Is working, working good on you. What are you talking about? I'm being. You honest. look good. Like at I five years, great. I'm supposed to be not looking good. Like your brother told me, after a few kids, you're going to blow up. That's what he told me. Remember? Remember he told you you were like a seven? He's a jealous fuck. I mean, he's like, oh, you're like a seven? You're like, he told me that like 500 times. He was like, unbelievable. I mean, just, you know, what can you do? All right, so let's go to Jeff Epstein. Speaking of. So you following the case? Behavior. Yeah. So what do you think? Well, what do I think? Like, is he going to be charged? Or what do I think about well, his behavior? I well, think he's obviously mental. One of the one of the mysteries of the whole thing, though, is the they money. Look, we can't figure. I, I mean, what? No, because I, I I'm not going to mention who I had breakfast with this morning. A very prominent Wall Street CEO was saying, "Okay, I don't even know. I mean, I never had any interactions with the guy. A guy worth that much money. You would think that we would have had somehow touched some of the these very large firms, but so we can't figure out where the money came from. But anyway, his money." Um, 
Yeah, he's super loaded. They were no, crowboring so a seventy-seven million dollar townhouse. No, but what did he used to do for as a living? He was a money manager, apparently for Les Wexner. But I'm saying but that a, never, lot of the, a lot he of the like a, he didn't have like a a lot of the investment banks are saying, "Geez, we didn't have any interaction with him." So it's like apparently he was a big trader and stuff like that. But no one no one did any trades with him. Weird. So that's weird. I don't know, but uh, you know the interesting thing here is Mike Cernovich who is a journalist, but he's like a gonzo sort of a journalist outside the mainstream, came to my book party in Beverly Hills. You met him and his wife. Is gonzo like a term? Yeah, gonzo is like he's The only not... gonzo I know is the guy from uh, Muppets. Gonzo journalism. Remember nose? Fear and Loathing? What was the guy's name, Neil? I got to look him up. Neil doesn't know what you're talking no, about. No, Hunter S. Thompson was the guy's name. Fear and Loathing, remember? No, nobody knows what you're talking about. Okay, so... everybody knows what I'm talking about. That's my age. Hunter S. Thompson. He was the uh, journalist and is author. This a movie? And he's the or founder of Gonzo Journalism. This is this a real thing? Yeah. See, I mean, there is, is a movie about it. Yeah. He wrote Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail. And when you say Gonzo. Like G O N Z O? Yeah. Like the blue guy with the big nose? Yeah. When you talk about Gonzo, I mean, just like he is, Cernovich is a freelance journalist that has his own blog site, has his own Twitter feed, um, and he was on top of this thing, and he sued to get these records divulged. Once the records were released into the public domain, they had the prosecutorial powers to go after this guy. He was already prosecuted. <laughs> well, why are you laughing? I, I know what you're doing. What am I doing? Oh, okay. What am I anyway, doing? so, but supposedly he My was wife invest- is accusing me right now of breaking wind on the podcast, okay? <laughs> By the way, we had a house guest this weekend. I'm not, again, can't mention names, but it was like breaking news just in the middle of the living room. She just erupts with <laughs> the hugest fart ever. I was like so blown No, but away it just it. came out by accident. No, but it she was, laughed. It, it was absolutely fantastic that she felt... Close enough to the Scaramucci's where she was just ripping ass in the <laughs> middle of the living room as like a house guest. I, mean, I thought she it was phenomenal. She didn't mean to do it. That's what made it so she much funnier. She didn't mean funnier. to do it? No. I thought she was just like, hey, I'm having a good time here. Just <laughs> let me cut the rug here. No? Not the rug, I the mean, cheese. Cut, cut the cheese. Um. <laughs> okay. All right, well, anyway. So we're back on Jeff Epstein, so... No, so they, they looked into him like 10 years ago and no, nothing ever well, came no. of it. So what happened was they looked at him 10 years ago. Uh, the uh, Secretary of Labor Acosta, Alexander Acosta, was the U.S. attorney in the area and he negotiated a settlement and part of that settlement was a non-prosecutorial agreement Why or whatever you call that? it. So what they're <laughs> alleging, the left is alleging that it was power and influence and uh, lobbying and he was tied into a lot of... Uh, High-profile people, you know, apparently uh, the president, President Trump, Prince Andrew, Alan Dershowitz, President Bill Clinton, all have had relationships with with Jeff before. Now, full disclosure, I know Jeff, and Jeff is a core club member, and so, you know, he is somebody that's been in our society here in New York for a very long period of time. Is he a New Yorker? Um, But he sort of fell out of the social zeitgeist after the first allegations were made about him 10 years ago. So, um He's, he is a New Yorker. Yeah, he grew up here. Um, and so, look, it's a terrible thing, but I think that the, the, the best thing I can say about this situation is that it's opening up a window into the exposure of this sort of activity. And unfortunately, sex trafficking, underage sex, all of this horrific stuff, honey, is uh, prevalent. And so the more that we're able to talk about it, the better I think it will be for the society. Hopefully it'll lead to a reduction in it so um uh there's a you know george george conway is uh calling both uh jeff epstein and president donald trump serial sex abusers in a pinned tweet do you think that's fair oh wow i didn't see that yeah i haven't been on twitter today yeah, that was today go, yeah if you go to his twitter feed he basically says at the top of his twitter feed uh that's his pinned tweet mm-hmm. wow so what do you think of that um, I think he has strong opinions, and I, I think he's looking to get divorced. You think he's looking to get divorced? I mean, at this point, it's so egregious, is it not? Is it not? Um, 
Okay, so, I mean, she seems pretty happy, though. We saw her at a party, right? No, she seems fine, but Kelly that's because Ann he wasn't was, there. Uh, <laughs> okay, but he obviously was conspicuously absent, but uh, we were both at a party uh, um, on Saturday yep, night. Yeah, Anthony the... let me come to this one. Oh, my God, here she goes. And we saw someone very special there, but we um, won't get into it. Mega! Yes. Un- un- unbelievable We constant. saw Keep America Great. C- constant. Uh, so. Yes, go ahead. What are you doing, texting? No, I'm not texting. I'm just looking up at the people that were at the party. No, he was definitely not there. Okay, but uh, George oh, Conway jo- was not there. Jeff Epstein. I was like, no, George uh, Conway no. was not there. Oh yeah, no, I know. Yeah, she was not. She was stag, as they say. All right, look. I mean, to each his own. Let's go to the ambassador. Yeah. So You've this was Kim. so crazy because I'm like, this is one of the only. I mean, I know a few of them, but we know this. Guy, we've met him a few times. We've gone to his party at his residence in dc and we just saw him recently at the um, atlanta council, council dinner. dinner we had we had uh, we had drinks with him and his wife at right. the atlantic council dinner. and i mean he so seems I'm like the a only pretty... person defending him so i find it very odd no it's but everything that Washington. i've read says that he's well regarded by aides in the white house of course i mean they all but, they, but i guess nobody's saying but it this is what people absolute hate and can't so we stand need to about pull Washington. up everybody's receipts yeah, no, so no. he's been out with him. No, no it's but it's absolutely ridiculous. So, but he seems like a together all like he's not. He seems pretty together. So he's making an assessment of the president now. So now, you're not allowed to say that, I guess, because well, now well, well, who leaked the stuff is what I want. Well, to that was a political hit job. So obviously, he's representing Prime Minister May. There's a regime change that's going to take place. He's on a four-year term in Washington. It expires right, so. in January. And so someone's really, someone's trying to dislodge him. He probably wants to re-up his four-year term. I mean, who wouldn't? I think it's that's the best gig ever, being a, an ambassador, like living in the U.S. Right. as a U.K. ambassador. That's a, that's like an amazing job. Right. So he probably wanted like, to re-up, and so yeah. somebody didn't want that to happen, and so he's cabling back encrypted cables to the foreign office in the U.K. and he's writing a clinical assessment of Donald Trump now. You could agree with it or disagree with it, but he's writing some nasty stuff about the president. But he didn't, I mean, was it nasty or just like his opinion? Well, here, here's the irony of it, okay? He's basically saying the president has a brittle personality and he toggles between love and hate very, very quickly. But these are And a facts. result of which it's Hashtag created some facts. level of dysfunctionality and lack of decisiveness in the White right. House. And, and then also, quote unquote, you could be on the wrong side of him at one minute and the right side of him on the next minute. And- and so the president played right into that. So in other words, this now, the cable comes out. Uh, the encrypted cable is decrypted and they, they put it out. They can't find out who did that? I'm sure they'll eventually find out who did it. But, but, but here's the point. The president acted pursuant and identical to the scouting report that Ambassador Derek was talking about. Right. So the, the great irony here is that no one's calling this out. No one's exposing it. And no one's defending the ambassador. Now, Phil Murphy, who's now the governor of New Jersey. Yeah, sometimes you write tweets, I don't understand them. Like, they're disjointed, no punctuation. No, CF Phil Murphy. That means see, see his incident in 10 years ago. Phil Murphy. Right, but it wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't like intuitive. The t- oh, the oh tweet okay. Was so like, the what? ambassador to Germany. Or maybe I'm just tired. Under Barack Obama, the ambassador to Germany, the WikiLeaks outed him on some observations he was making about the German government while he was the ambassador to the United States. WikiLeaks! I love WikiLeaks! And some of it was nasty. Some of it was nasty. And so they were calling for his resignation. Barack Obama defended him and said, hey, we're not going to tell you who we're sending. He's our guy. And of course it blew over. So I understand politically why the president's hitting him. Okay, now let me give you my insight there because I know Trump's personality he would never let something go like that because also he wants something over the UK government. So in other words- He is going to use it Yeah, again. exactly. When they're negotiating this trade agreement- like if happy there's a, it happened. Yeah, if there's a tie at home plate, he wants that tie to go to the United States. That's what he could care less. Did you less. see his like condescending, talk about patronizing tweet about Brexit. I told them what to do, but they didn't listen to me and Theresa May. Yeah, but I mean, two like, months who ago. who the hell are you? Why, okay, do, but, why do they, we need to listen to you, But baby, a, mo- a, a month and a half ago, he was saying how great of a job she was doing. You know, so, I'm actually a very honest guy. A, a year ago, he was saying- He's very wet. A year ago, He's he was saying, I wet. told her what to do and she failed. 
Last month, he's gracious at the press conference saying that he loves her and she's done an amazing job and she's even a better negotiator than he is. And then today, I well, swear to God, know. Well, we all God, know that's not true. I swear to God, he said all she's that. She's a hot mess, but yeah. anyway. All right. Well, so anyway, so I think the guy's a good guy. Uh, it's a bad leak. I think they should not call him back. He's obviously not going to get a four-year term. So whoever did this to him, the political hit job, it was successful. I've had a political hit job done on me, so I've seen the movie before. But I'm just surprised at all of the uh, Casablanca. Remember the movie? Like, ooh, there's gambling going on in here. Mm-hmm. Remember when Claude Rains yeah. comes into the movie? I mean, you know, it's like I'm surprised at all of that the faux. sanctimony, yeah. faux-ness, hypocrisy. It is the number one reason why people hate Washington so much. Let's go to Tom Steyer. You know who he is? Yeah. What do so, you think of him? I mean, it's like, it's like um, what's his face running? I can't think, even though I'm drinking his drink. I'm so tired. Howard Schultz? Howard Schultz. I don't know. It's not, is anything really going to come of it? A little more passionate than Howard Schultz. He's a little more little jacked up and lit up. You know, Sleepy he's, guy. He's going to spend $100 million of his own money. No, I know. He's but, basically so saying that- So he's really, that, really uh, doing it. He's not just saying it. He's actually doing this? I think so. He, he declared the candidacy this morning. And um, what do you think of him? Because I don't know much about him. Is he, well, is he up he against- Can Goldman he go up against- he left Goldman before I no? got there. He's obviously a very smart guy. Yeah, but, but does he have saying, like the cool yons to go up against I don't, the crazy I don't, person? I don't know because my my opinion, myself included, you have to adjust yourself to the political world. And if you're a business person, there's a climate and a culture and business is totally different from the political world. Trump, one of the best things Bill Maher ever said about him, he's like, he was like, okay, so-so as a business person, okay? I mean, he inherited a lot of money from his father. But as a politician, he's like legendary. I mean, he slays people as a politician. So why are you looking at me like that? Because it's not, he doesn't slay people as a politician. He did that in his life and he's always done that. He slays people in general. Okay, but And not in a good way. Okay, but he got it. He got it to the American presidency. It's not like how Beyonce slays, you know what I'm saying? He he got to the American presidency. mean and ruthless. He got to the American presidency. Yeah, because he's mean and he, he... he steps on people's faces. Do you see him as mean, though? You think he's a mean guy? You've met him many times. You think he's mean? Not mean to your face, but that's why he's a good politician, because he will be nice to you, and then he'll step right on your neck. He doesn't care about you. Oh, okay, well, that's obvious. Not you. you. I'm you saying that. You say that so directly. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know. No, the but Anthony gen- really is a good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He obviously hurting my feelings. The general you. That was a real gratuitous, but Anthony's really good guy, though, right? I mean, that was some gratuitousness. I think Anthony yes, should stay where he is. Right. Oh, my God, he was really <laughs> laughing. Yeah, he was laughing. Shoot. Yeah, because he's like, what you can imagine, it'd be another freak show commotion if I goes in there like the white tornado. He, he can't have okay, another so- lunatic underneath the roof there. So Tom Steyer, mm-hmm. no shot, right? I don't know. I don't think so. But All right, so I just I don't think, think that anyone Tom has a shot against better this person because this Schultz, guy has no but no shot. This Trump guy has no has no bound knows no boundaries. And no shame in his game. So he's gonna win re election. Your I'll, favorite president, I'll, Donald Trump. Uncle Neil, you think he's gonna win re election? I do. I don't think anyone can compete with him. You know, who's no, gonna who's nobody, gonna go in the mud that, with him? Nobody on that stage can really compete with him. And by the way, there would have to be somebody on that stage that could recreate the Barack Obama coalition. So far, I can't see anybody that could do that. And then also, woo, the Bill Kristol, uh, uh New Democrats, which are former Republicans. I don't see anybody doing that. Mm. Okay, CNN, live yeah. drawing to determine debate lineups. They will broadcast a live drawing to determine which two nights. Oh, you're going in order here, huh? Whatever you want to do. No, I, I skipped you're appeals so, court rule. I've Can never I? seen you be so what do you think? rule follow-ish. What, what are you asking C- me about? CNN is drawing. They're doing yeah, that's a... fine. You it's, like it? I mean, this whole place has turned into a circus anyway, the politics in the country, so we might as well add to it. It's like a game show. We're doing a live drawing. Who would you like to see be president, babe? You could pick anybody in the planet. Don't know. Oh, anyone on the planet? Yeah. Oh, not the people running? Yeah. Hmm. Michael Bloomberg. Yeah, see, I knew you were going to say that. Mike Bloomberg. Yeah, I would have won that on the Newlywood contest. I knew we're not said, why, why anymore, Michael are we? But we're five years into it. I think that's not new. But the boning is like fresh boning, so it's fine. <laughs> Blown. <laughs> what? Go, go, oh my god. Go ahead. My stomach. I worked out yesterday for the first time in a long time, and I am so sore. I just pulled a muscle. Did you expurgate gas when you pulled no. the muscle? No. 
Like your friend that came over to the house just ripped farts in the middle of the living room? <laughs> I need a spit guard on the mic. Just oh. ripping farts in the middle of the living room, like the horrification of Little Rocket other, Man. other guests. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, okay, so. Marinating. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we need to have a podcast of just sound bites. Okay, so go ahead. We should just link them all together. All right, so we're moving on. What from are you the asking CNN. me about? Forget about moving on to see anything. What about Ross Perot? He's dead. That's it? Is that how you're going to say it? <laughs> Ross Perot, he's dead. Okay, move on. He died. Okay, let's I go to the know. next topic. I was so young do, when he was running for. Of course, all you... I remember him is about him is his ears and like the caricatures and Jesus the cartoons. Jesus Christ, the guy was a legend. I'm just telling you, I was only like nine or ten when he was doing. Did you this. read Goodbye Gordon Gecko? Yeah. Did you really read it? I did, but I read it in 2009. Okay, but in Goodbye Gordon <clears throat> Gecko, I write about Ross Perot. Do he you came... think I remember everything about your book? No. I'm just saying that you, I mean, it was a, it was a brilliant. I read that book before I was even involved with you. What is the skin product that I use? Uh, <laughs> is it, no, it's like it's a, a newlywed game. Yeah, it's like the MD something or other. It's very good. MD Cosmetica. Mm-hmm. I okay. Love, I, la- I slather it on. Okay. Every night. So. Just good. So I don't remember what you said in your book. No, about but I, what I said is he came to speak. He was a legendary figure. It was 1987. I crossed the bridge at Harvard, went to the Harvard Business School, and he said that you clowns here basically are in trouble because you're at Harvard and you're going to fear taking risk. You're going to end up in jobs like consultants and investment banks and you're going to do the easy way out because you are not entrepreneurs because what happens is when you get into Harvard, you now are like, oh my God, I'm at Harvard, I can't fail. I have to make this degree count, and so you won't take any risks. And he told the story about how he took $1,000 of his savings in 1962 and created a software company that uh, turned him into a multi-billionaire. So why did he lose twice? Not a politician. Again, it's an almost impossible <laughs> task. This is why Trump will go down. Presidential historians, 50 years from now, that don't give a shit about his daily tweeting and are analyzing him from an academic perspective. 50 years from now, they'll look back and they'll say, okay, the guy's a legendary politician because he had populist concepts and he was able to straddle into the establishment and play both sides of that to win the election. Ross Perot was a populist, even though he's a billionaire. Um, and most times, populists in the United States never win. Williams Jennings Bryant, Huey Long, Father Tom Coughlin, none of these guys ever win because they're too focused on populism and not focused enough on the uh, how to curry favor with the establishment. Trump has figured out a way to do both. Anyway, Ross Pro dead at 89. May he rest in peace, a legendary guy. And if you like reading, Ken Follett wrote a book about... Ross Perot called On Wings of Eagles when he rescued his employees out of Tehran before the hostage crisis. Oh, wow. Unbelievable, unbelievable book, unbelievable story about Ross Perot. U.S. soccer. What do you think of these women? I think they're badass bitches. Do you like her stepping on the flag? No. So what do you think of that? I don't like that. But... Do you like Trump attacking her after she attacked him and said she wouldn't go to the White House? Do I like any of it? No, I think we should not be having these fights every day, but that's what we do. So, okay, but if, if if she's lighting up the president saying, hey, F you, I'm not coming to the White House no matter what, he, it, does he, is it okay for him to say, hey, go f- scram, I don't care? Yeah. Or or he's okay to light her up back? Yeah, but like, then when does up. it end? No, but that's what I don't understand. Someone lights me up on Twitter. I light them up a tiny bit back, like the lead guitarist that nobody knows who the guy is. Apparently, okay? a lot of people do know. Well, who few he is. people do. Not, no, no, no one really knows. Okay, he's trying to compare himself to like Bruce Springsteen. He's a total nobody, but it's totally don't fine. Be but mean, but you no, guys made amends. He's lighting me up. I'm allowed to now? go back at him. Not no, no, again. No, 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 not anymore. No, but not he took. He accepted your apology, and that I, was cool. Well, both. He apologized to me. I apologized for him. Let's move on. But I'm just saying, someone's lighting you up. I think you have full license to light back. Okay. Well, anyway, she has the right not to like the guy, and mm-hmm. that's fine. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't have too many opinions on his fights mm-hmm. with people because he has a fight with someone every day. But I do think, I think it's a little crazy that 
the women soccer team doesn't get paid the same as the men. That's a little outrageous. Okay, so why is that? There's no reason because they bring in more revenue than the men do. So what's the reason? the The well, jersey the is is Nike said the jersey, the women's jersey sells way more than the men's jerseys. So it has to do with the cock and ball unit on the men. Yeah. Okay, so what do you do? And the vest deference and the prostate and whatever else. Yeah, no one of an achy. No I've had an achy vest deferent lately, but it's fine. So what? What do you? What do you want to? Uh, <laughs> Should no we collusion. tell him the story? No, I mean the the, the my, you know my. She, ball. He, he met me in the Starbucks and he's telling me that his left ball hurts and he's like, you know, the tube, the plumbing that goes from the ball. I'm like, I think I, think it's I trained vest. it in the gym. I don't know. It's called the vest deferent. I think. I have an achy left vast deferent. What do you want me to fucking do? <laughs> Is there a left and right vast deferent? I probably. I need to pull up my um, autonomy stuff. I, need I don't to know. I'm just, you know, thank God I didn't get a vas- Not vasectomy. Not autonomy. What am I saying? What's the word? Anatomy. anatomy. You're saying so autonomy. Tired. Boy, you need, you, need, you need to call Howard Charles to get another mermaid drink. Okay, so what do you, what do you, what do you think, what do you think will happen here? About what? Well, they get to equal pay. I predict well, they will not. They, we've been fighting not. this battle <clears throat> since the 1960s. Betty Friedan, feminist mystique, unequal pay, 50 plus years later, still unequal pay. Yeah, so. So I don't, I don't see how it, the, I don't see how it resolves itself. It'll change when we itself. get a president who cares about it, not let me look at the numbers. Or like an equal rights amendment or something like that? Yeah, well, like I told you, Kamala Harris said if she became president, that's something on her Mm-hmm. Platform that she would make sure that it was like a federal law mm-hmm. that if you had a badge or a peepee, you'd have the same paycheck. Okay, but let for me the just say job. this: I at Skybridge, there are women that make more than men, and men that make more than women. And I tr- but try to. But it's based pay. on their skill set. Well, that's not my on point. Their, you got to tr- you got to treat people what's in a under corpor- their undies. Exactly, you got to treat people in a corporation fairly, not equally. You treat people fairly. And so what's going on here is completely unfair because they're generating more revenue. They're doing better than the men and they're getting less pay than the men. So to me, that's very unfair. And uh, they got to figure out a way to right size it. So, but an equal rights amendment, you can't pay indoor plumbing and outdoor plumbing equally if they're doing different jobs. You just can't do it. No, but if you're doing this, In other same words, if, job- a guy, if a guy shows up to work- and he's working two hours a day and he leaves and the woman is there 16 hours a day and she's unbelievably productive, you can't pay them the same. You got to give the woman more money. Flip well, side yes, is, flip it's side all about, is, it's, it should, it's about your gender fairness. Shouldn't be in, gender shouldn't be in, in, the, in play. It should be your right. skill set and your merits. My gender's in play right now because my left nut is actually killing me as a result of the vast deferent ache. But it's fine. I'm no gonna collusion. Get, I'm going to get through it. That's a lot of good sound bites for later podcasts for you. Okay. Vast effort. I have a vast effort ache going on right now. I am keeping notes over here. Okay. So, so Megan Rapinoe. At 33 and 14 seconds, he said Megan Rapinoe, her, her brother is in yep. pr- prison. And uh, so I think giving him a shout out is cool. I got yeah, no problem with that. Yeah, he had a that, tough you know? life, that guy. Tough life. Makes me think. Like, I got scared because- they showed a picture of her and her brother in the article I read. They were just innocent little kids. He was five years older than her. I think in the picture she was five and he was 10. But by the time he was 10, 12 years old, he was smoking pot. And at 15 years old, he was doing meth. Yeah. And she was like, what's this guy doing? Because she was still innocent and she didn't understand what why he was doing these things. And he basically ruined his life. Mm-hmm. And um, he like took up with... Nazis. He's got like swastika tattoos and this whole. Well, listen, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a tale. But uh, any time a road leads to drugs, it is a bad tale. It always ends in tears. And so I always tell people, particularly my children, I beg them not to do it. But you have no control over anybody. But you learn in life. But I tell my kids and tell everybody the reason why drugs are so bad is because they're so good. They make people feel good in that moment. And the cultural temptation is I'm cool and I'm hip to take these with you. And you're actually more cool and you're more hip if you say no because you're differentiated. If you want to be different, you want to be rebellious, don't do it because all these idiots are doing it. Anyway, that's my that's Amen, my two cents Moses. on that. So you call me Moses? Mm-hmm. So 
the little pot smoker over here calling me Moses. Fine. I don't smoke Moses pot. Mooch. So I just sort of just <gasps> find that out there. Oh my god! Now you're gonna have that like people are gonna think I smoke pot. No. And then I'll be like thrown in jail. How are you gonna be thrown in jail? Pot's like legal now. De Blasio smoking it in Gracie Mansion. I don't know. I, mean, I don't smoke you? pot. Anyway. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so so Starbucks is apologizing after six Arizona police officers were kicked he's, out. He's reading this show sheet. It's because like, a customer um, felt unsafe. What do you say to that? Is this an interview? Are you interviewing me? I, I feel am like interviewing I'm on, you, yeah. Like, 60 minutes. I'm interviewing you. This is foreplay for tonight's 3 a.m. interlude. Were you trying to say now that there was collusion? <laughs> um, so I didn't really read this story, but why would why would people feel safe around a police, unsafe around a police Because office? that's the whole thing, right? That's the Bill de Blasio thing with his son. I had to give my son the talk. What's the talk? If you're black and a cop shows up, you get beat up or thrown in jail or handcuffed or hit with a billy club. Well, I have to say, if, if, I, was, if I was black, I would be South afraid LA. for my young son on the street. I think they are treated unfairly. Okay. But <clears throat> was the customer... What, I don't what even was, know. It doesn't uh, even matter what the customer was. The point is the cops were in there and the... I mean, the I'm always barista afraid of walked cops. over to the cop. Okay. And uh, the the barista walked over to the cop and uh, uh, said, "You got to leave. You're making our uh, people feel unsafe." You think it's cool? Or you don't think it's cool? I love the cops. What's wrong with the cops? You don't like cops? Of course, I like cops. Who's who's running to you when everyone else is running away from you? The, the cops. cops. Yeah. 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 I love the cops and, for that reason. I mean, in my experience, the only time I've ever had a problem with the cop is if I was the one who did something wrong, like traffic wise or whatever. So. I mean, I, to me, it's no problem. By the way, I said to my brother yesterday, we were in the Hamptons. I know my mom will never listen to this, so I could tell you that if she was, she could never be a cop because she'd be like one of those ones with like abuse of power. You know what I'm saying? Tell me why. Because she's like a mom and a grandmother, so she automatically thinks that she has to like do that. You know, like, be the enforcer. Yeah. Like, like what was she like doing? She could never be a cop. She'd be like one of those overzealous, annoying cops with the flashlight. You know, well, like what? What was she doing? You know, like. Don't do that. Don't jump off the raft. Don't have the raft five feet from the wall. And, you know, like every annoying thing someone could say, she does it because she's the grandmother and the mom. Well, I just want to make sure that I'm not saying a word during this thing. Okay, this is a public I will ser- blow you out of the water. This is a, this is public, <laughs> this is a public service announcement from Deirdre Scaramucci. Why do they call you Deirdre Ball in tabloids? Because you want not to divorce my tabloids. ass? Not Everywhere. Yeah, because you went to divorce my ass and you solidified Deirdre Lucille Or maybe because they think I'm like Lucille Ball, who yesterday I was playing basketball with our kids and our nephews, Mm -hmm. and one of the balls went into the bushes um, by our house, and I was like, oh, don't worry, I'll get it, I'll get it. And then I was like reaching for it, and I literally fell right into the bushes, like total fool, and they were all cracking up laughing at me, and I couldn't get out of the bush. Did you check yourself for ticks? No. Well, you got to check you yourself. You don't want to get Lyme disease. Okay. But I'm going to look down in the private area. <laughs> I'm going to put a miner's cap on and see if I can find something. Down. Can we talk about sex at some point? I can't wait to check the whole thing out. Right? That is disgusting visual. What, what you go and stick your head in, up an ostrich's ass. <laughs> but that didn't even make any sense. Ostriches are the ones that put their heads in. You were upset about something. You were just talking out of your ass. But <laughs> oh, 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 you, think, you think you think you have any ticks on your labias or anything like that? Or no? Do you? <laughs> Are you okay? I can't. I don't know. Wait, you did you did you fall into there with your bathing suit thong on, or did you have like clothes on when you fell into it? Um, no, I had I had uh, shorts and a tank top. So. Okay, so there's probably no ticks on your labia, but I'll check the other areas after the podcast is oh over. Oh my god. Neil, Neil is dying over there. He's dying. Okay, so his mom. We have to put like ratings on this. This is NC seventeen. What, what, what is wrong with the, the the word labia? Is right out of the. It was uh, very uh, scientific, uh, actually. Otology <laughs> book. You're calling <laughs> it otology. Well, it's an, said, it's an, at least he's not doing it now. I, it's out of the autonomy book. It's anatomy, I, silly. Oh, okay, Tramia, Marianne. Oh, oh my God, she's making fun. 
Okay, and you okay, say so epiphany, good. which is completely right, so we're moving wrong. Off of your... Even though you were born on it, you don't even know how well, to how say it. How do you it. say it? I've told you for the past 10 years, it's epiphany. With epiphany. A <laughs> yeah. Do I say labia appropriately or no? I think I pronounced labia well. Yeah. Marinating. I, I learned that word at a young age. Okay, so let's let's finish the podcast with Nancy P. Oh no, let's talk about. It. I can't deal with her anymore. Or the, you want to go to the I next, don't want to give one uh, more minute of airtime to AOC. Okay. Um, I was wanted well, I to talk to about to the, the erotic, hair thing. How about the erotic dreams? Okay, we'll do those two, and then and then we'll wrap. Okay. So I wanted to talk about the hair. Yes. Law that Gavin yes. used. So now I could live in California because I have the craziest curliest hair. Afro. Okay. So what do they want to do? But so this is my opinion. I totally think that that's cool and everything. But this is like they're basically micromanaging gotta, life. But I think and they're, you got to explain it though, right? You have to explain it. Okay. So, so, so the California. They're saying that they passed a law called the Crown Law or something like that, and it basically says you could wear your hair however you want, no matter where you are or what you're doing. So you could have like a humongous afro or dreadlocks down to your ankles and you can work wherever because that's part of your identity and all that stuff. And I totally agree with that, but I feel like we're making laws that are just common sense things. Like you could have whatever hair you want, just make sure it's clean because I don't want it in my, you know, food or whatever job I'm doing. Like if I worked in a restaurant or something with my hair, like I would put it back and I would make sure that it was not in it because I don't think anyone wants to eat my hair. You know what I mean? I just feel like it's common sense stuff. It's like we're making a law about how to wear our hair. I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, I think it's a it's a I health get the issue. Concept, so, but do you so know what I'm saying? And, I don't yeah, know. I got it. But I mean, here's the thing: it's First Amendment, freedom of expression versus health of the people that you're serving or being a part of. So, well, to I me, mean, it could be any job, but like. Yeah. Say you're a surgeon, how are you going to have like... Dreadlocks. Yeah, or, right. you know what I mean? Or say you're like a dentist or something. No, you know I, I mean? so I, I, I don't even have a problem with that. I don't even think that's in the political correct zone. I just think it's in a health and safety issue. But can we talk that's about women about. having more erotic dreams? Yeah. Are you? But nobody... Crazy horny. Are you having... Wedding crashers. Are, are, you, are you having... No, I don't. And you know why? Because you have a lot of sex. Yeah, so why would I have to dream? You know what I mean? I just had to throw that in there for myself, my own, my own ego boosting. No. Blown. <laughs> no, listen. Honestly, if you are doing, you know, basically dreams are your repressed, I believe, I could be wrong, but your repressed thoughts and feelings. So I think you have those if you're not getting it in real time. No, but what about the notion that women are less repressed now, they're less inhibited and, you know, studies suggest that they're as horny as men, where the stereotype used to say that they were not as horny. Why are you laughing? I hate that word. Horny? Crazy horny. It's just, you don't like horny? No. It's just so gross. It okay, creeps so what, me out. Okay, Ugh. give me the thesaurus then. Thesaurus. What is it? Horny is equal to what? There really is no replacement. Rabid sexuality? Rabid sexual appetite? <laughs> Why, why are you laughing? I can't wait to hang out with you for the next five days. Yeah, no collusion. I'll be acting like a nut. I'll be. It'll be you and me alone on a Caribbean island. I know. I'm saying with my vast deferent inflamed. <laughs> I gotta get no you a medic. No thong. I gotta. I, 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 I'll, I'll be wearing my dental floss thong. Okay, with my uh, no, my gotta, six pack to... abs that I got spray painted on yesterday. Or if you lean up against a wired fence, you could have a six-pack. Remember that yeah, picture exactly, I showed right, you? Right, remember that? Um, now I have to get you a prescription for your situation. Yeah, my fast deferent is irritated. <laughs> okay, so but let's go over this, okay? You, you, I, you, I think that people are more liberated, uninhibited. More liberated. They're more liberated. They're listening to stupid, crazy podcasts like this. We talk about labias and bad Oh, oh God. Right, and they don't care, right? We're talking about like guests farting in the living room, right. you know, and so they're it's totally every everything's out there now. Social media has forced everything out, there. right? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's such a weird time because people are so uncensored, but then they like you can't. What are you doing? It sounds like okay. rabbit. Go ahead, I'm listening. Um, at the same time, you have to watch everything you say. You know what I mean? It's weird. It is weird, right? I can talk about vast deference, but I can't call. Uh, I mean, I, I'm allowed to be called a human pinky ring. No, you know that what someone know. said to me yesterday? You know, I'm not going to tell, so, I'm know. not going to mention any names. But somebody told me, because our son James has really curly hair, they said he looked like Al Jolson. 
<laughs> I was like, okay. Al Jolson. <laughs> I was like, that is Did not okay. Did you look okay. him? I mean, the guy I know with the black face? Yeah, I know who Al Jolson is. You taught me who Al yeah. Jolson And I was like, okay, thanks. Okay. That's like, I mean, okay, so in other words, like if the, he said but that. I don't uh, care. I don't know. Maybe but he'd get I, banned from the life or something. Who I mean, said that? No, but I'm just saying, like, you can't Someone say certain. Someone said it to me in passing. But, no, but I mean. But you uh, can't say that outright. Okay, to so R- Rosie O'Donnell. O'Donnell. No, not Rosie O'Donnell. What's the other girl? The woman. She There's had a the, lot of women named. No, she was with the. She had the TV show. She Rosie got fired. O'Donnell. No, not Rosie O'Donnell. Bar. Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr. Oh. Okay, we, she said something about Valerie Jarrett. I thought it was a despicable thing that she said. I don't, I don't agree with it, but I didn't think she should get fired for it. But the left went crazy. Out, off of your head. 60 right. jobs, go. Wipe out the show. Wipe out the millions of dollars of revenues. Wipe out the entertainment value for tens of millions of people. And I just think we're like in this world of like micro-syllable right, aggression. Right, but at the same time you're saying... Everything is out there, but at the same time, you have to be. Well, people so... do fart in my living room that don't have my DNA. I find it like fascinating. I, I was actually flattered by the fart because I was by like the flatulence. Yes, I was flattered by it because Mom, it was like a sign that the person felt so comfortable that they could just rip ass right there in the in the living room. What are your hey, other love note just, to Melania? I'm just acting like all nonsense. Oh my god, could you imagine Trump's farts? I mean, they gotta be. I mean, they got to be blowing the roof off the White House. Though, no? Big fat baby Trump. <laughs> no, they got to be blowing the roof off the White House. I have to be, right? All the creams and stuff, sauces that he's eating and stuff. Oh, God. It's Big Max. Be, yeah, yeah, and, you know, three scoops, of, vanil- was, three he, scoop, I, three scoops of vanilla ice cream. I mean, it's got to be. Two scoops. It's got to be a combustion <laughs> situation. All right, but I, I like the erotic dreams. I don't think it's as much repression as it is an self uh, subconscious exhibit of a lack of inhibition. Right. Can we talk but, about sex at some point? Yeah, we're talking about it, Neil. But talking the thing about is, um, like at the same time, I don't think, like, you know, that's still something that, whatever, I'm going to sound so, I'm not even going to say, say it. it. No, I was going to say, like, it's still like a private thing. I guess people don't like to, like, I'm sure the survey isn't accurate because I don't think everybody's like, comfortable saying about what they're really thinking yeah like the dark thoughts that they're really like thinking the, the purian 50 shades de- of gray purian deviancy right well see that became very hot because that was an exhibition of uh nastiness naughtiness okay let's go to a couple <laughs> listener tweets uh uh so uh. charlotte coolidge who you know i adore because she's a great friend of the show and a fan She's talking about the illegal immigrant detention centers, and she's saying the Democrats refused funding for the additional beds, and they tried to stop the plans of the president and the GOP, and they're going back and forth on the border in a way to try to score political points. Again, I'm not just blaming Democrats, nor is she. She's she's arguing that they're killing each other on the border rather than solving the problem on the border. Right. I think people are getting so fed up and so tired of this and I'm surprised that there's no but politician. But that's not only with the border, it's with every Everything. issue we yeah, have. So I'm surprised that there's no politician, and maybe it'll be Tom Steyer or somebody, that just gets to the microphone and says, hey, this is absolutely ridiculous now. There's a set of things that we need to fix. Here's the right idea. It's not necessarily a Democratic or Republican idea, but here's the right idea, yeah, and this what is what we really should do. Yeah, but what would really stop people in their tracks? Because it's like... They're rewarded for their bad behavior. They keep their job. They have their unlimited health care. They're no term limits. And so what? why would they ever change what they're doing? You know? They won't. No, no. It's absolutely. It's become a ruling class. And there's, there's so there's much only, more to it than we there's, even there's know, only, you know? There's only one way you can get them out of there. It would have to be a full-blown galvanization. Because what they did is they locked it. Particularly, you talk about Ross Perot. Ross Perot's negative... Yeah, you cannot penetrate the walls of the... Yes, Ross Perot's negative contribution mm-hmm. is that when he inserted himself as a Reform Party candidate, they freaked, and then they built a much stronger duopoly system to make it almost impossible for a third party to enter the system, okay? so But you're a history buff, and mm-hmm. you're pretty smart, obviously. Whoever thought that it would be a good idea to have a split system like that, like... The Hatfields and the McCoys. Like, why would why would we never? Who would? I can't even. I'm so tired. Why wouldn't we think that it would be good to throw a third party in there? Well, there were there were there were third parties. But and why really didn't after it stick? The, well, it was really after the Civil War because one of the parties was for slavery. 
the Republicans were more conservative but against slavery. Um, you have to forgive me because I, I, I don't want to say something that's not true, but I think the Whig Party was conservative but was also okay with slavery below the Mason-Dixon line. So what ended up happening is Abraham Lincoln became the first nominee of the Republican Party, and he and he really did campaign on a platform for an eradicate you know, the ending eradicate, of, eradicate slavery. slavery, but also as we were gaining new territories and forming new states, the Missouri Compromise, that new states uh, wouldn't be slaveholding states, right? So, so you know, what happened was those other parties died out and we came out of the Civil War with Republicans and Democrats. And it, by and large, was a homogenization. It was a system that was working. And there were periods of polarity and periods of unity Usually post-war wars, you have periods of unity. Now you're 75 years out from a global contest, you have periods of polarity. So to me, you know, I don't mind the system if we can get the system to be more unified and we can get people more in the middle. So that's the whole issue with gerrymandering. The Supreme Court said that gerrymandering is okay. You know how we all think, oh, our kids are being raised in this like demon so, society. So there are two things everyone that, always has the good old days, but everyone's version is different, you know? No, but the good old days, one thing that is different is that there was mostly men. Don't be mad at me, but just being observational. I'm not being Mo- mad at you. Mostly, I don't get mad when people say things that are factual. No, but mostly men were controlling the country, and men were drafted into the first two world wars, World War One and World War Two, And so the post-World War to society, which was like 46 to 90, really 1989, right? George W. Bush was in the war. Mm-hmm. George W. H. Bush, George Herbert H. Walker w. Bush was in the war. And he was the president of the United States when the wall came down, the Berlin Wall came down. So let's say 46 to 90. That's the post-World War II era. Most of the people in the Congress, most of the people in the government had a shared wartime experience. Right, so they had a so they were bond. So even though they were, one was from Wisconsin and one was from New York, they understood which regiments they were in and they had a cultural bond. And so one thing that could potentially help the country is a call for national service. That doesn't necessarily mean the military, but you could you know, have a buffet table of uh, ideas. Some could be civil service, some could be the Peace Corps, some could be working in inner cities. Some could be the U.S. military. Yeah, but people in the government aren't going to do that. And then that's no, the no, people no, that no. really need no, to the, come the, together. No, but the notion, but you, again, you're not going to fix the problem overnight. But the notion would be younger people have a call for national service. Oh, you're saying they spend, to start the cycle. Yeah, they spend one or two years oh, in the national service. And then at some point they become. And then at some point you I would start it. to see the melding and you see less polarity. Another point, which I think is totally true, which they'll never do because this could threaten their power, is mandatory voting. You had mandatory voting, they would be forced to. Well, why don't we have that? Well, because they're worried about staying in power. There's voter suppression all over the country. The Democrats accuse the Republicans of voter suppression. The Republicans accuse the Democrats of voter suppression. No, but suppression. doesn't it also go hand in hand with, like, you know, life and liberty? Like, if you don't want to vote, you don't have to vote? Well, yeah. But I mean, but, but, but the Australians say you have to participate in the democracy, um, it's your duty. As a result of living in the country, you could say there's consideration for living in the country. Right. You, it's your, uh, it's so your example, you don't, you don't have a right a to not pay taxes, right? You're in our society. You're a U.S. citizen. Right. You make money. You have to contribute to the society. So one other contribution is a mental contribution, which is to go out and vote. Mm-hmm. So two things that would really, in my opinion, from a policy perspective, help the society, a call for national service. Again, it doesn't have to be military, but it could be civilian or military. And mandatory voting. The Republicans would never go for mandatory voting. And by the way, and this is a fact, so any conservative that wants to dispute this with me will just go through the numbers. In places like Georgia, there are less polling centers in the African-American communities. So they have figured out a way to suppress African-American vote. I'm not saying what the Democrats are saying that Stacey Abrams would have won in Georgia. I'm not saying she would have won. I don't know the answer. But I can tell you empirically that it's harder to vote if you're black in Georgia than it is if you're white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And by the way, we, 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 we had the Civil War in 1865. We passed the Voting Rights Act and the constitutional amendments in the 60s. And you're still having a hard time voting. So, you know, there's, there's, there's levels of 
voter suppression in the United States, which is contributing to this bipolarity and contributing to this problem. I feel like you would be such a good uh, professor. Okay, but this is why most people hate me on both sides, because they don't like the truth being explained simply and directly to the American people. Yeah, it's too... Right, they're um, allergic to the truth. What else you want to say, baby? How many years have you been married? Five. Um, I like what this you... tweet. Witnessing Mooch squirm when D leans into him is great. Helping others and yourself, that's where it's at. Yeah, See? No, 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 you come at that's me. so nice. Thanks. What have you learned in the past year about each other that's helped you grow as a couple and a family? I don't know. Do you know anything? Well, I... My button I, I is bigger than yours. I yeah. can't come up with anything profound. R- really? So. That, that right, I've learned I'll, about I'll, you in the past year? Well, I'll say something profound. I'll say something <laughs> profound. I think our marriage was heading for a massive train wreck. Uh, I th- would also be honest about this. I contributed proportionately more than you did to that train wreck. And I would say that uh, uh, what I'm grateful about over the last year is that we've been able to pull it together and something that's a little bit cliche, but I think it's worth exploring and being honest about with people is that you got to love each other false and all. And so one of the the best things I can say about my wife is that you love me false and all. And so I'm hoping that you've learned that from me over the last year, that whatever your faults are, maybe you have less faults than me. I mean, I don't know, but I love you. I love you false and all. I love you false and all. And so I think it's very important in a relationship if you're searching for perfection or a perfect archetype or your spouse to do every single thing that you want them to do in life that's unsustainable and unrealistic. But if you can say to yourself, okay, I'm human, I'm coming into the game with a ton of positives and I'm coming into the game with some faults, and so hopefully my spouse will forgive some of my faults and conversely I'll be able to do that for her or him, I think that's a big learning thing. That's a big adaptation I think people need to make if they want to have successful relationships. And they got a bone at three o'clock in the morning when their wife comes. Can we talk about sex at some point, and, and but not raped them. Obviously, just consensually. Can't I mean, they? I meant to say, I, mean, I don't want people to think that I was like attacking you. Damn, oh. wanted them to think that it was consensual. Okay, we almost I mean, I got out of here on skate, but <laughs> okay. we didn't make it. I'll say labia one last time before okay. we go. All right. Well, okay. So okay, hopefully your labia is, is tick gonna... free. We'll let you know. Should we live stream it? No. Miners cap. Forbid. Okay. Forbid. We will. Um, well, are you going to post any fun videos or pictures from our trip? Yes. Okay, so we'll see you guys over the My next few days. My dental floss bikini will be in one of the pictures on Friday. Afternoon. Okay, nice. So we'll oh, see right. you on okay. Twitter and Instagram, and then we'll see you next Tuesday. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.